Hello, you're listening to Yarns from the Plane, a podcast for knitters, crocheters, and anyone who loves to play with yarn. Hello and welcome to episode 88 of Yarns from the Plain. Where do I start? Well, it's been a long time since I last podcasted. Over three months. That wasn't intentional and in fact I've tried to record this episode a number of times but have been thwarted either due to a lack of knitting mojo or terrible sound quality. Um, But, you know, I'm giving it a go now. Today is... August the 18th, 2014. It's Monday afternoon. I'm in my back garden. It's a little windy um, and we do have a number of trees nearby so I hope it's not too much effect on the sound quality. Um, You may be able to hear some background noise of uh, birds again but slightly different. More on that later. So this episode is entitled Where Do I Start? because it, it does feel like I need to to really tell you a little bit about what's been going on. Um, I last recorded just before my birthday um, at the end of April and the plan was um, that, I, well, I'd spent, some of you who are listening will have picked up possibly that there was a bit of, a lot of um, soul searching and contemplation going on and so I decided on a fairly momentous sort of life-changing thing um, that, you know, I was going to put into place after the Maybank holiday. Uh, And uh, that's the first Maybank holiday. Those of you who are familiar with UK bank holidays will understand that there's the May Day bank holiday at the beginning of May and then the Wit bank holiday at the end of May. Um, So my plans were kind of in place for, for just after the May bank holiday. And then on the 1st of May... Um, I came home and found my husband at home, but without the car, um, without the company car. I thought nothing of it because it had a bit of a prang on the Monday and thought that they'd come to collect it early on. Though I couldn't quite understand why there wasn't a hire car, but I didn't think too much of it. Um, And then I realised that the entire contents of the personal contents of the car were on the sofa. And it transpired that the company had decided that the position which was a new position that had been created and which he had then been recruited for wasn't working out and they decided to tell him this at this point because it meant that he hadn't got to the end of his six-month probationary period so therefore um, they didn't have to you know give him his uh, three or possibly I think it might have been six months noticed in that particular position and so they could let him go within a week with a week's notice, but actually they decided that they weren't going to do him a week's notice and that actually um, the taxi was coming to take him home in half an hour. Yeah, it kind of threw us a bit sideways. My husband was quite insistent I should continue with my plans, but I, I just couldn't... Um, I felt that one of us having something fairly life-changing going on at, at once was probably enough for most households to deal with. So the the next six weeks were... A period of him applying for a lot of jobs. If I know this doesn't help if you are unemployed. Um, I mean, there were an awful lot of jobs available for him to apply for. Um, now that could well be because of 
his experience and the the chemical industry being in at a point where they were looking for middle and and senior managers but there were i mean the first week he applied for 40 or 35 and the next week he applied for another 35 or 40 so it was just ridiculous there were an awful lot there and so in the middle of june um he started a job that had been created for him by a company that was in um a similar market to not the company he had just lost his job for but the one that he'd worked for before that that he'd been with for nine years in the zirconium industry so that was great and he took that but it wasn't the job that he wanted on a long-term basis um so today he's starting a new job the one he was with for two months was a small british-based company and he's moved them forward but i think they realized it was only ever going to be a short-term fix the one that he is starting with today is a multinational um so we'll have a team to work for that will work for him which he hasn't got in this role the 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 job that he left last week and it was uh it's you know all exciting again so hopefully there will now be a period of stability which will coincide once um the prep for the tame show is over um with more nitty crafting going on because there hasn't been much so that was all going on Meanwhile, obviously, it was summer term, which always ramps the stress up when you're looking at have the children made the progress you need them to make, Um, especially when we've changed the amount of progress we want them to make um, during a year. And then coupled with that, the, you know, we've been waiting all year for Ofsted to come and they finally came at um, the beginning of July, which, you know, they now, they they phone on the tour at 12 o'clock and tell you that they're coming at 8 o'clock the next day. So you haven't got time to cover things up, which is good. You know, you've ba- you've basically got time to make sure that your books are marked, uh, to run over your lesson plans to make sure lesson plans to make sure that you're not going to do anything stupid, and to make sure that your planning files in order. And that's that's all you've got really, uh, which is good. You know, you can't paper over any cracks. Um, they see you as as you are. But obviously, it is a stressful time because you want to do well and you want the school to do well. And uh, and, and actually, we did. We came out with um, outstanding across all areas, which is no mean feat, especially as they changed the grading structure in September again. So we've lots of schools have um, dropped um, a grading. So if they were outstanding in the past, they might have dropped down to good. If they were good in the past, they might have dropped down to requires improvement, which is now the grading instead of the satisfactory grade. We were good with some outstanding areas last time. And... Uh, and this time we're outstanding all across the board. So, it, you know, it's a recognition, I think, of the hard work that we've put in. But obviously what we need to make sure is that the hard work continues because there are always things that could be improved in teaching, always. So that kind of did, you know, the whole of this last term meant that I wasn't doing a lot of knitting and crochet and, and everything else. Um, I've done a bit. And I've done a bit of spinning and, and I've done a lot of sewing because I'm sort of ramping up for the Tame and Oxfordshire show. But what I thought I would do is that I would actually give you a nice catch up of some of the, the non-crafty things that had happened. Um, and then I'll catch you up with the, the crafty things. I have actually just recorded a chunk that then didn't get recorded. So... I don't know if <laughs> and I can't remember if I've spoken about um, the things that I was working on in the last episode or not. If I if I haven't, um, 
then brilliant. If I have, then apologise because you're going to get it twice. Um, I promised Cathwood and Joe Shiny Bees that I would get an episode out today, um, but I also know that the other things I needed to get them today is not going to get massively edited. So, in episode 87, I was working on the Travelling Woman Shawl um, using my Ginger Twist Studios yarn that I got in a, the Caithness Craft Collective swap. And I finished it. Hey, finished it sort of towards the uh, towards wit. So that was um, that's lovely. Purple. I used the triangle shawl calculator, and it meant yeah, I calculated I was able to work add another repeat, and I would have not been able to add a, a second additional repeat um, with what was left. So uh, that was good. So it meant I was able to make it a bit bigger, but not run out of yarn. So that was great. I finished the March kaleidoscope blanket pattern so I've done the first quarter I finished that at the end of June but um, that was really slow growing progress because it was basically I did a little bit on the on the coach every week when we went swimming so I didn't really do much on that I finished plying the um, Anne of Cleves from Hilltop Cloud that I was spinning on the joy but I didn't finish it by the end of April which is when it needed to be in for the stitch together spin along you know that's okay it's not a competition really is it life isn't really a competition so it's that's okay it's okay that that happened that's fine there has been some crafting going on but not a great deal of it is knittingy based um, at the minute in fact not a great deal of it is fibery based right now is an awful lot of sewing um either embroidery or or actual you know quilting or a bit of dressmaking even but I'll fill you all that in in another episode later on this week now those of you with sharp ears may have noticed that the ambient bird noise does not appear to be sparrows or blackbirds or even starlings thank you penny it is indeed chickens. I am currently sat in my garden and full that I am because the husband has gone off for this new day and this job and is overnighting so isn't here. I have foolishly for the first time ever let my brand new chickens out on my own and we've only ever been able to put them away again as a twosome because it involves generally picking them up and popping them back in the run because I haven't found what it is exactly that will entice them in. I haven't found their favourite treat yet. Um, but it's so nice the sun is shining yes it is a bit windy yes it is a bit chilly but we put bark down in their run yesterday and and I think they're missing the fact that there's sort of not they can't scratch through to the 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 grass so I mean they've dug nice big holes in the bark don't get me wrong but I thought I would let them out into the garden and have a good scratch so the ambient bird noise this week is provided by Penny Licking and Ziva. Penny and Lickin, uh, it's Henny Penny and Chicken Lickin, obviously, because <laughs> I'm nothing if not silly, um, are a breed of a hybrid chicken called a ginger nut ranger. Um, I can't remember what they're crossed with, but they are a nice reddish brown chicken um, with white feathers and, you know, smallish combs and smallish wattles. They're a medium sized hen, and at the minute, because they're, they're quite young, they're only pullets really. They're laying smallish eggs. Uh, Ziva is a Miss Pepperpot, which is a cross between, I think it's a Black Rock and a Marin. 
um, and she's got dark feathers. They're black, but with a gorgeous glossy green shade to them. Um, she's got a little bit of red around her um, her head and neck feathers. Um, and they were my husband and I have been married twenty years this year. So, you know, what else do you get your husband after a twenty-year um, wedding anniversary present? But um, yeah, we bought ourselves some chickens. So they came last Tuesday. So it's all been very exciting and um, there are foxes in the neighbourhood so I will only let them free range when I'm actually in the garden um, which is why it could be interesting as to what will happen when I want to put them back in after I've finished recording this because like I say I've not tried it single-handedly before um, but we'll see we'll see how we get on I'm hopeful um, that it won't be too horrific uh, too much chicken carnage um, I'm sure it'll be fine so I just I just could do with finding what it is that really makes them go bonkers. I've seen other people's hens go crackers for sweet corn um, or grapes, but these don't seem that bothered by that at the minute. They did get a bit excited when I put some cauliflower outer leaves in just before. Um, but then they gave it a bit of a peck and then it was like, oh, right, OK, this is a bit boring. So at the minute they're just enjoying scrabbling around and having a good dig. Um they're rotivating the soil nicely, which will be quite good. Um, although it, our back garden's beginning to look a little bit like the good life because I have built a raised bread that's got carrots and onions and parsnips in it. And I've got my broad beans and my p- tomatoes and my potato sacks. Yes? That was licking. Yeah, I'm not so sure what's bothered you either. Um, so so there you go. If there's, If you wanted further proof of me... And my eccentricities, it's the fact that I'm now keeping chickens here on the plane, in a housing estate (laughs) in Northwich, because that's obviously what you do. Um, But there we are. Oh, plane noises. So, that's pretty much me signing off for this episode, um, just to reinforce the fact that I am, in fact, not dead. Uh, And what I'm going to do is actually write some notes for the next one and I will give you uh, another one later this week that will detail the crafting that I have done um, and another one that will round up the three um, woolly visits that I've had in the last six, seven weeks um, because I have gone to three wool shows so I mean obviously most of that was for social you understand in fact, you'd have been really impressed with me on Saturday because I sport two mini skeins and um, some buttons and that was it. Um, but I will tell you all about that later in the week. Let's just ease back in um, <laughs> and see if before the, the rain comes I can get these chickens back in the coop. <laughs> all right. Anyway, until next time, take care. Bye. You've been listening to Yarns from the Plain. Episodes and show notes can be found at yarnsfromtheplain.podbean.com. Comments can be left there or at yarnsfromtheplain.blogspot.com or you can message me on Ravelry where I'm Tales from the Plain. You can email me at yarnsfromtheplain at googlemail.com and you can also find me at Twitter where I tweet as Tales from Plain. Go on, make yourself heard.